This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Achtung Mobile, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Accept no substitute. Hello dear listeners, welcome to what feels like a post-mortem after an awful display, in all fairness, up there at Sheffield United. Joining me to kick over the traces of um pretty appalling display, Neil. How did you see uh, the first half was terrible today? Mate, I've got to be honest, I'll lay my cards on the table. I hate the north of England. <laughs> the only, yeah, the only positive about the north of England is you can get to the south. <laughs> from the rest of the country, along with Essex, yeah. <laughs> they want Scottish independence, they can go with it. Mate, I tell you what, that first half was as calamitous as your cat walking across the keyboard. Yeah, just to explain to listeners, we've, this is about the third go to get this this um, screen stream yard call going, because my cat jumped, we've got a new cat, listeners, and it jumps up on the, on the uh, keyboard and inadvertently pressed a mute button that I didn't know existed on, and I couldn't hear Neil. So we spent a good 10 minutes, it feels like, forever, Neil. Or it feels like that first half did, of trying yeah. to work work something out and couldn't see why it wasn't working. Yeah, well, some people will say mooting me was probably not a bad thing, actually. But we, <laughs> but we were all first half. That first half cost us the game. No two ways about it, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Let's run through the team today, just for anyone who's tuned in from uh, you know, the far side of, uh, of, of planet Earth. Um, Bart in goal, back three, Cresswell, uh, Cooper and Wallace. Danny Mack, I want to come back to Danny Mack. Um, and then Scott Malone on either side. Uh, midfield, uh, Billy Mitch, Jules Saville, Jamie Shackleton up front, Mason Bennett and Benny Kofobe. Um Quite a few of that side, which on paper didn't look a bad um 11 nil for me uh, given that we've had a bit of a um a performance this week with injuries and and, and sendings off no honeyman obviously i didn't like a bad starting 11 to me but if players go missing and quite a few of that of that 11 went missing in the first half you're going to find yourself as we did two nil down in short order um very poor first goal basic stuff and that was um i think that was murray wallace that, that um let the man just push him out of the way, basically, from a long ball forwards. Well, yeah, we've got to be honest. Yeah, well, we hoisted the Italian flag, didn't we? The white cross on the white background in that part. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did. It was awful. Well, we um, can Murray Wallace, but we've got to say 
the cretin that was in charge of the game, uh, Coot or whatever he was called, he was wearing a FIFA badge. I think it was FIFA EA Sports. Because... God help us if he's a FIFA referee. It was awful. Because it certainly wasn't FIFA, the corrupt organisation in Switzerland. <laughs> Apparently, he, he was refereeing a Champions League qualifier this week. Champions League football with him. Um... Because, because you have to say that Jake Cooper was pushed in the back. Yeah, no two ways about it. It was a clear shove in the back. Yeah, If he didn't see it, Surely his assistant referee has seen it. And I know they give the instruction because they think the spotlight's on them. They have to give the fouls. and But that was a clear push. And it was debatable whether or not Murray Wallace was pushed off the ball, but we were just slow to react to the goal. Yeah, just the ball, ball, ball through the defence. Um, I, I didn't, I haven't seen it back since, listeners, so I, I'm, um, I, I agree that it seemed a very easy goal. However, the pushing side of it, I have to see it again. Murray did seem to be pushed off the ball, um, shoulder to shoulder perhaps, but he was second best in that challenge and um, the striker was through on goal and, and put it away, which was 1-0 down. A poor goal, but not disastrous if we'd have shown a bit of backbone and a bit of fight, Neil. But we didn't, did we? No, we went missing in that first half. No two ways about it. Let's be frank. We were from 1 to 11, I think, was the saying used to go, wasn't it? We were, yeah. I, yeah, well, I know that people escape, escape criticism uh, at times, but I cannot think of one player in that first half that actually did his job properly. I know people say, oh, Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell ran around, but there was nothing else to it. Yeah. A, a, a phobie and a Bennett up front were nowhere to be found. They went missing in action. The defence looked all over the place. Absolutely. And, and midfield was, because it was a, a loose pass. Was it Was it midfield? Um, so the ball was simply played into space. For the red and white striped shirt to run onto, Neil. Yeah, yeah. Second, that's the first. Yeah, the first goal we're still talking about, aren't we? Yeah, it was just. I think we missed Honeyman today uh, because they seem to be just walking through our midfield. Mm. And, uh, He's a major loss. Um, that second yellow card. Yeah, Cambridge they, cost us. Yeah, they should. Yeah, but be that much of a loss, though, Neil. It should. It shouldn't be the whole. The whole house of cards comes crumbling because one one element's not there. No, exactly. I agree. But we were just off the game. And the second goal, I think, summed it up. It was a sloppy ball by Cresswell, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, he looks he he looked absolutely great at times, but at other times he looks like a complete liability. I think he he needs to cut out and it could be part of the reason why he's been sent was he needs to uh, Max McClelland on the on the on the commentary before the game said he needs to cut out what he described as Hollywood balls. Yeah, and yeah. uh, that second goal was what I think you may be classed as a Hollywood ball, wasn't it? He tried the he tried the difficult thing. And it didn't come off. And well, effectively, uh, it released a Sheffield United striker yeah. um, to go through and make it 2-0. And that was largely 
uh, game over at that point, you know, um, especially as the half wore on. And then we, we a naive challenge, in my opinion, by Jake conceded a penalty on 42. Um, challenge, absolutely awful. It didn't need to be made. They were trying to wriggle through and they were coming through. It was like bloody Zulu dawn at times. <laughs> I mean, flying through us. And and it was almost don't panic, don't panic, Mister Mannering, wasn't it? It's such a, a, a we've gone from an extreme, one extreme to the other within seven days, and it's Millwall. <coughs> face it, it's it's Millwall. Um, it's very worrying because you know um, inconsistency was the bane of our season last last time around. <laughs> if we are again <laughs> happy as can be. Um, great save, terrific save, obviously, to, um, to to keep the penalty out. I think if it had been 3-0, then um, it really would have been no hope for the second half. We did improve in the second period, Neil, I felt. I'll tell you what, he obviously got into them at half-time. Well, yeah. I don't he got into them at half-time because I'd have put one or two of them through the wall. <laughs> there were no two ways about it. I'd have, yeah, the Fergie treatment would have been anything. I'd have had everything. Flying at their edge. Well, whatever they got, whatever barrels they got, they deserved because it was an appalling first half. We we did improve in the second half, as as I said. Though I would put the big caveat into that, Neil, that we improved and showed more effort. The effort and commitment that you would expect us to have shown from the the first minute, we still didn't create much in front of goal. We had a, we had a few bits and pieces as the as the half wore towards the the late stages, but by then you're still chasing a two goal lead. Going into you know into the last few minutes of the game when we're starting to look like we might have half a chance, um, I don't know. Very very poor display. I feel for the thirteen hundred fans that have gone up there, don't you? Yes, yes. Yeah. Apparently there were trains cancelled and all sorts going up there, so it probably wasn't that easy to get to. I thought that. Uh, yeah, we did create one or two things in the second half, but again. There was no end product. The, did a phobia have a chance in the entire game? We had a couple of moments, but we, we just don't seem to convince. Um, we had more possession, yeah, wide, but nothing in front of, of the, you know in front of goal. And that's that's going to be a problem if we, you know if, if we have still have hopes of um, you know finishing near the uh, the top six. That's going to be a problem if we don't get get work these little bits out. Um, I don't know what you think, but I. Well, I don't pay great attention to stats, but I but I actually noticed at half time they were you know, I was waiting for something or other and they mm. put the stats up on the screen, don't they? Yeah. I think and I think it said we had forty one point two percent possession in the first half. Did we? Gonna do absolutely anything with that. We had one shot which I struggled to remember. In, in that first half, it's one a, shot, one shot on target across the whole game. I mean, eleven shots, and I think that's a very. So I'm going by the BBC listeners here. Um, that's a very generous definition of shot, Neil, because I don't remember too much. Um, and apparently, one of those was on target. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't remember. I, 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 yeah, but I can remember. I can remember a couple of chances. I think. Savile played a ball through in the second half. I thought Savile was our best player. I'll come on. Yeah, we'll come on to him in a minute. But there was one chance. I think he he threaded. There was quite a nice little movement 
And yeah, he picked a pass um, down yeah. the middle, trying to find a phobie. Yeah, uh, and, uh, their defender got across and blocked him, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They were, they were a good defensive side, ably assisted by an appalling referee. Um, you know, we were getting nothing across the whole game. Um, they didn't have much to deal with, did they? Let's be honest. <laughs> it's almost pipe and slippers time, especially in that first half. There was there was absolutely no danger on them. But I was watching. Um, it was a Sheffield United stream, and um, their, their commentators were saying, um, what, you know, praising Gary Rowett for not changing. I suppose from their point of view, they was giving them exactly what they wanted, but not making substitutions till late. Um, and I, I was disagreeing with them as I was sitting in the, in the back garden watching the stream because I thought we did need to change it. I, I, we, we had possession, but we weren't creating anything that looked half dangerous. So to bring Tyler on and then Isaac Alofi on 80 and 81 minutes seemed way too late to me, Neil. Do you know what? I don't think he's got any faith in them. <laughs> I, think, I think they're only there because he's of options. Yeah. And he's only going to bring them on when he really has to, yeah. It, yeah, but that's obvious. I think mm. it. I totally agree. It was crying out for something different. Someone that could do something. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the game in the second half, but was that because they knew that they'd won it? So and they didn't want to attack us too much and leave themselves short potentially to go. Two one down. Uh, I, don't know. I mean, I suppose. I mean, you, you made the point on our group chat um, about Mason Bennett coming out. I'm just looking at the BBC site. He was on a yellow card. Maybe, maybe um, he felt he didn't want to risk another okay. second yellow. Oh, that was an absolute fast yellow card. He challenged the guy. The guy went down like he'd just been been shot. That's the referee, though. I mean, that's that's it was a poor yeah. referee, wasn't it? Um, and well, as soon as the yellow card came out, he jumped up. To me, that's just out and out cheating, to be honest. But yeah, again, from the north, what else do you expect? It's, it's a it's, it's a it's a standard kind of northern trip, isn't it? Didn't really see enough of Isaac Alofi. Um, whether I don't know. I mean, you make the point. Does Gary Rowe have any faith in in either? I, I don't know. Um, didn't see much really of Alofi. He did only have ten minutes, though, listeners. We did see something of the flair of Tyler because he made a really nice cut-in run from the was it the left side. He kind of cut in and almost went through two defenders. They 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 they, they balked him, didn't he? And then he lost the ball, or the ball was taken off him, or the ball was cleared. But that was yeah, that was probably one of our most incisive moments, attacking wise, especially from wide. Yeah, it just it, it just screams out that we need more attacking options. He's gone on all summer that we need to be more creative and we need something more up front. We'll go out and fucking sign someone now. <laughs> or play players that we do have. Uh, you know, whether you whether he has faith in, say, Tyler, let's use Tyler as, as a good example, he's probably the classic flair player. Well, how good he is, I, I think, is probably still to a, a story still to unfold. We don't really know. He certainly produced our most attractive moment of a game today that was a, an absolute... Wasteland um, from the Millwall perspective. Um, and if you am not going to play Tyler, and if you're not going to play um, there's the boy Topolo was on the uh, on, on the on the bench, or again, I understand to be a flair player, 
then as Neil so succinctly puts it, find somebody else because we need it. Because the kind of functionality of our side went absolutely nowhere this afternoon. It just looked very mediocre across the 90 minutes for me, Neil. Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, well, I wouldn't disagree with that. And uh, yeah, but it's just frustrating that we've gone from a massive high from Stoke last week. We got a bit of a kick in the nuts against Cambridge, but then again, we'd have almost forgiven that. I think if we'd have produced today, we would have that would have gone from the memory very quickly. Yeah, um, exactly. but now we it's are we in a bit of are we going to panic? I know we've got Coventry at home next week, so but the good thing is we haven't got a game now midweek, so hopefully. Yeah, but you wonder what they do work on in training because they seemed a bit aimless in that first half, especially. There was just no direction to our attacking play. In fact, there was no attacking play. Full stop, really. Well, it was interesting on that point. We weren't wondering what they do in training because one of the, the Sheffield commentators made the point about our long throw, which was today Billy Mitchell, long, uh, long throwing, which, as they said, it isn't a particularly long throw. They made this point. And we weren't creating anything from the said shortish long throw. Um, and they, you know, where's the variation? Where, where we are we? We are that predictable that when we get a long throw situation, you know what you're going to get each time. Sheffield United defended quite easily, in truth. And if they were making the point that maybe we should vary that a little bit to try, I mean, <laughs> but we didn't. We, we we stuck relentlessly with Billy throwing it moderately long. Um, I don't. Gary Rowett lacks that 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 imaginative um, side to his management game, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not going to get yeah, I'm not going to get on Rowett's back, but it's something we've been saying for two or three years now. We need some attacking coaching. We need somebody. Yeah, we need a coach that's attacking minded. Mm. Uh, Robinson was a fullback, wasn't he? Uh, uh, Adam Barrett was a was as a centre half, wasn't he? Adam Barrett since the uh, end. Paul Robinson, our Paul Robinson was a centre half. Yeah, yeah. So it's all defenders. That's that's for sure. Um, all backs defender, wasn't he? We we need. Yeah, well, I was. Yeah, well, I was listening to to the commentary today, and apparently they have a set piece coach and a forward coach and. And and that kind of thing. We need somebody with some attacking now, some attacking basically. Yeah, some some flair, some something. Um we we we, we showed nothing on that front. Um Yeah, we just seem we always seem short of options. It's either set pieces, which we scored two from last week, and we and we were very poor from them, I thought today. Well, we were poor because they were quite a big side themselves, and I think we yeah. we have a tendency to think because we're a big side in in um, in Jake, obviously, but also Creswell and Murray Wallace, that that's going to be enough. But today, I think we more than met a match on that front, and we showed nothing in in terms of set pieces. We've as we've said repeatedly, won't keep bashing away at it, but nothing from a flair point of view in in um, open play. Um, just yeah. looking through the team team list. Sorry, Neil. Um, Danny Mack. Got involved with a bit of um, bit of a spat towards the end with one of their players, and he didn't really look his absolute best today. He didn't it wasn't too bad in the second half? First half, along with many others, he went missing. Um, the boy's head doesn't seem 
right at the moment. I, I think this, we've said it before in the pre-match show, say it now in the post-match show, he really does need to get his contractual situation sorted out and get back to what he does best for me, which is focus on his football. Mate, there's something not right there. I don't know if he's being affected by all of this, but mm. he hasn't looked right in pre-season. He, he'll get away with it because he's Millwall. Through and through. Yeah. yeah. But he, yeah, well, I just wish he'd learned to cross a ball. He's, he's, Quality of our crossing generally, which includes Danny, but others, was not good today. Um, That's a problem. Is somebody made it on Hoff on one of the threads there that that Malone is a fullback. He's not a wingback. Mm. Yeah, so we get very little from that side. And probably Danny Max probably too far the other way. He's a, he's more of a he's more of a wingback than he is a fullback. Fullback. But he does struggle to cross a ball and to get the ball into the box. And that is a problem for us. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty basic football, isn't it? You put the ball into the back of the net, and to put the ball into the back of the net, you've got to create chances. And we just don't have enough of them. I, yeah, but I had high hopes of Fleming doing something along those lines, but he's out for a couple of weeks and... Uh, Honeyman suspended today. Um, Certainly missed these players. Um, Fleming's out with Bradshaw now for. Um, I, I, th- I thought I said read three to four weeks. We'll, we'll see on that front. But um, we did miss Honeyman today. He brought a dynamism that was just sadly lacking there today. Um, it can only get better next weekend against Coventry, Neil, can't it? <laughs> yeah, well, you'd hope so. You'd hope, that, you'd hope that they might run into a coach full of fans on the way home, or even if they get the train home, they might get a. Yeah, they might be unfortunate enough to. <laughs> I recommend they get a, maybe stay over and come back tomorrow if that's what they're planning to do. Because I, I think they will get an earful if they come across any of the thirteen hundred fans that made that. That um, sounds like quite a tortuous journey up there today. Yeah, but to be honest, they deserve it and. Yeah, but they might need it because the last week has definitely brought us down to earth with a bump. I know that I was... It's pierced my optimism, Neil. I mean, um, you know, we were all on a high, maybe a giddy high and maybe a little bit unrealistic after that that win over Stoke. But to go from that to this in seven days is very Millwall, isn't it? Very Millwall indeed. Exactly. It's just what... Yeah, but it's just the the roller coaster. Yeah, we didn't eight describe a roller coaster in one of our, <laughs> our pre-season shows then after all Christ almighty it's going to be up and down up and down up and down but you know I can take losing I've said it many times I can take losing I just expect them to try a little bit and they didn't try in that for that first Not enough second half yeah well, was an improvement towards the end but we're, we're still chasing two goals Neil we were going to get it just wasn't good enough the second half. I know it was an improvement, but Christ, there was nothing to improve on, really, was there? It was absolutely... Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're bound to improve in the second half because the first half just... It cost us, and it, 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 it was just frustrating. I didn't think Sheffield United were that good, to be honest. I know they... You should have listened to their pre-match show. They were talking about not they were at Ajax Amsterdam from 1972 with the, the stars of Dutch football. I mean, they... they I didn't think they were that great. We we just allowed them the space and time to 
do their thing. And, you know, I mean, when you're t- two goals down, it's difficult. Yeah, we gave them a two-goal lead, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, it's game over. Alavadurchi Millwall, really. <laughs> That's a good note to leave this little post-mortem on. Um, big thank you to Neil for persevering with me whilst my cat muted my, my, <laughs> my computer. Big thank you, Neil. Yeah, no problem, mate. Yeah, well, we might have to uh, unfold the club and uh, re- mission <laughs> on. I think a dose of this. See, this is a dose of realism, listeners. After a little bit of a giddy week, um, Neil and I will be back next week on Friday. Until then, dear listeners, Arriva Dirty Mill, is it as, as we've said already? Bye for now. No one likes us. Clothing is the clothing range designed by Millwall fans for Millwall fans. Caps, t-shirts, polos, they've got it all. Visit noonelikesus.co.uk for the full range. Or if you're in Bermondsey on a match day, why not have a pint in the Blue Anchor pub and pick up a Nolu polo shirt, Nolu clothing, www.noonelikesus.co.uk. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.